are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Friday show for you. We are going to break down that Lakers-Warriors game. Even though it was a 27-point blowout, there were so many things I was fascinated by in that game last night, and I'll tell you all about it. We're also going to talk about head coaches getting canned in the NBA just years after they win the NBA championship. And we've got some baseball to go over along with NHL playoffs. And we'll get to that momentarily. So the Warriors win 127-100. They were up fairly handily at halftime. What was it? Um, what was the halftime score? I think they were up eight. I, I Sorry about this. I should have looked it up already. Uh, let me look at the game cast here. At halftime, they were up what, uh, 18, they were up 11 at half. But, you know, could the Lakers have made it a game in the second half? Absolutely. You're only down 11 at halftime. It's not like that's a deficit you can't overcome. But Golden State came out in the second half and blew their doors off, and it was it got up to 30 points and ended up winning by 27. Here's what I'm going to say about the game. And this is – I talked about this yesterday. I said, look, this is the way playoff basketball goes. You play one game, then you go back to the drawing board, and you say, okay, they did this. We have to counter with this. And the Golden State Warriors did something, and the Lakers are doing something that I've never really seen in the eight years that the Golden State Warriors have been having this mini-dynasty. And I'm going to try and explain this in its simplest terms. I might get a little basketball nerdy for you here, but having played myself and watched enough basketball in my life, I'm going to try and explain it as simple as I can. When you are first taught basketball, I'm talking junior high, middle school, second, third grade, when you're just taught to play the game, the biggest thing you're taught as a defensive player is you have to stay between your man and the basket. Pretty simple, right? Stay between your man and the basket. Don't let him get past you. Have you seen what the Lakers are doing with Steph Curry? They did it in game one. They did it in game two. And Golden State adjusted to it. And that's this. They are playing Steph Curry on the high side. So if Steph Curry is at the three-point line, there's not a guy below him. <laughs> he's, he's being guarded from the high side which is just bizarre in NBA because you just don't see that. They're basically saying we can't guard this guy like a normal human being where we're defending him, we're between him and the basket, and we just have to fight through screens and get over the top of screens because they know Golden State sets too many screens and there's no way that they can keep up with him. So they're like, well, if we defend him on the high side – he can't go around us over the top of screens. And if we do, we have some guy stepping up to cover until that guy recovers. That might have gone over a lot of people's head, but when I'm watching it, I'm fascinated by it because we just don't see this in the NBA. He's being covered differently than anybody I've ever seen in the NBA. They're letting him go to the basket. They want him. They would rather him drive to the basket where they have help and they have a Seven foot one Anthony Davis with the longest arms in the world to step away from his man and help out. So what Steph did last night was said, okay, not that he's a decoy by any stretch of the imagination, but he just said, screw it. When I get the ball, 
I'm going to pass it. And I'm going to set my other guys up when I do get past my man because I'm not taking it up against the trees that the Lakers have in the paint. And what did Curry do last night? Pretty pedestrian night, 7 of 12 from the field, 3 of 5 from three-point range. If I were to tell you before the game last night, Steph Curry was going to score 20 points and take 12 shots, you would have said, wow, Golden State's in trouble. Yet they win the game by 27 because he had 12 assists and he did so much more on the court. He freed so many more guys up on the court because of the way he was playing. Unselfish basketball. They're taking him out of what he likes to do, so his adjustment is, fine, I'll set my other players up. And Golden State made them pay. Draymond played like Draymond. He needs to play like this for them to win. He can't have a game like he did where he, in game one where he had three fouls and he was off the court. Draymond was engaged from the opening tip. 11 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. He missed a triple-double by one assist. That's exactly what they need from Draymond. They started Jamichael uh, Green in favor of Kevon Looney. They said Looney was sick, but I also think this was a strategic move because what did I tell you yesterday in the podcast? They can't play Looney and Draymond at the same time. It's just too difficult because the Lakers are sagging off of them by five feet and then just letting them – they're clogging the paint. And so – I think that had a lot to do with it. We'll see in game three. I'm assuming Kevon Looney's going to be better physically by game three. So let's see if they start him and Draymond. I have a feeling they're going to keep this Jermichael Green in the starting rotation and bring Looney off the bench. You can play him and Draymond together, but I, I it's not going to be more than like for two minutes at a time. It's just you can't start both of them and play them both for the first four or six minutes of the game. It's just not smart. So... Looney still got in there, played well, had eight rebounds in 12 minutes of action, along with six points. He was a plus 11 in plus minus. Well, everybody on Golden State was in a plus because they destroyed the, the Lakers. And what did I tell you yesterday before the game? I said, look, I'm not saying games are fixed, but I am saying when the Lakers go 25 of 29 from the free throw line in game one and Golden State goes five of six, I guarantee – we're not getting that same exact refereeing in game two. It probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. Golden State was just better last night. And how many times did the Lakers go to the line? 17. However, you could basically say, well, I can tell you, four of them, the Lakers didn't go to the free throw line for the first time in the game until there was one minute left until halftime. And in the last minute, they went twice. They went twice. So for four free throws in the last minute of the first half, and 13 free throws in the second half when the game was out of reach anyway. And Golden State went to the line 16 times. So 17 versus 16 as opposed to game one when it was 29 free throws for the Lakers and six for Golden State. It was definitely officiated differently. Golden State wins by 27. It wasn't even close. Lakers actually made 10 three-pointers. But Golden State made how many did they make? 21. Again, for the second game in a row, they made 21 three-pointers. So they outscored the Lakers by 31 at the three-point line, and they won by 27. And what was the other thing I told you after game one? If Anthony Davis gets a 30 and 20 every night, the Lakers are going to win in five, if not sweep them. But you can always count on Anthony Davis for basically falling asleep or just no-showing in a series for at least one or two games. And you could tell right off the jump last night, 
Anthony Davis was not engaged in that game. Didn't play well at all. He had 11 points and seven boards. He he was 5 of 11 from the field. He was a non-factor as opposed to game one where he was everywhere. And you could see that in the first quarter of the game. Just wasn't looking for his shot. I don't know what his deal was. Maybe he was tired because he played 40 minutes in the first game, something he doesn't do very often. But Anthony Davis was not the Anthony Davis that we expected, and they got blown out. Now, I fully expect Anthony Davis to come back in game three and have a monster game. It's just a matter of can Golden State match that? Because the saying goes in playoff basketball, and even in regular season basketball, but mostly in playoff basketball because intensity is turned up, the crowd is more into it, is that you expect your starters to play well on the road. It's the role players that need to play well on the road for you to pull out a victory. Very, very few. It can happen, but very, very few times your bench and your role players stink on the road and you pull out a game, unless your starters just go crazy. And that's why the home team expects... You know, it's your home arena. You're used to shooting there. You're used to your crowd. Your crowd is behind you, so you expect your starters and your role players as the home team to play well. It's when you go on the road is those role players and bench players have to step up, and that's what Golden State's going to need to do. Do I think they're going to take two in L.A.? No, but they need to take one for sure. they got to bring this back to Golden State 2-2 if they want any chance to win this series. If they fall behind 3-1 and get swept in L.A., I don't think they come back and win three in a row. I think they can force us game seven and get that game seven at home, but something tells me they won't even win a game seven at home if they have to make it three in a row. And I think if Golden State's going to win this series, they have to split in L.A. That's where I see it. And by the way, this statistic, we have to save it for next year. I'm so late to the party on this. I guess you can technically still use it. In the um, in the future for upcoming series, but there's only going to be three possible chances to use it, and that is this. Since 2018, teams that were down 0-1 at home in Game 2 are 19-1 straight up and 18-2 against the spread. Make that 20-1 straight up and 19-2 against the spread. And they're covering by an average of 10 points a game. That'll go up after Golden State won by 27 last night. So any NBA playoff series since 2018, if the home team lost game one at home, they are bouncing back in game two. And they are now 20-1 and one in game two straight up. But they've only covered not they've only not covered two of those games. They're 19 and 2 against the spread. So obviously all these series have started right now. So Western Conference Finals, if Denver beats Phoenix, they will host. So if they lose game one, I don't care what the line is and who they're playing, just you got to bet them on game two. I mean, that's a 19-2 and against the spread, over 90%. I'm sorry, you got to bet it. So, and then Boston, if they win uh, their series, if they happen to lose game uh, if they if they beat the Sixers and they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and they win game, if they lose game one at home, immediately bet them game two. It happened in this series with Philly. Lost game one, came game two, came back, blew them out. So that's what I mean. 
it, I, that, that statistic is, I mean, it makes sense because if you're the home team and you have home court advantage and you lose it in game one, you are do or die because you just figure if you go 0-2 at home to start a series, you're done. So that game two is do or die. The road team can already rest on their laurels. They've already gotten one victory under their belt. And, I mean, we've seen it already this postseason. Hell, the Milwaukee Bucks lost to the Miami Heat first game. The one where Giannis got hurt. Then they came back in game two, blew out Miami. I mean, it's just – it's like clockwork. So can I, you got to keep an eye out for it. It can only happen three more times in this season's playoffs. So – I'll try and remember when the next, uh, when the Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals start and the NBA finals and see if it actually pertains. But yeah, if that road team steals game one, you got to bet the home team in game two. All right, moving on. Did you see that the Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer? Uh, and obviously they're, they're very, very upset. Okay. They're, they're very, very, very upset that they were the number one seed and they lost to. An eight seed. It just doesn't happen. It shouldn't happen. It should never happen, especially to an eight seed that's the Miami Heat. But by firing Mike Budenholzer, three of the last four coaches to win an NBA title have been fired by their respective teams within three years at the most. In 2019, Nick Nurse won an NBA title with the Raptors. 2023, fired. In 2020, bubble. The Lakers won the NBA championship. Frank Vogel was their coach. Fired one year <laughs> one year later. Bucks won the NBA championship in 2021. Mike Budenholzer is out of a job in 2023. I, I mean, talk about a rough gig. I understand that the Bucks underachieved and, you know, don't tell Giannis that they failed, but they did. They had a failure of a season losing in the first round to an eight seed. But two years removed from winning an NBA championship and you fire your coach three years in Nick, uh, four years in Nick nurse's case, two years in Frank Vogel's case. My gosh, tough, tough gig, but that's the name of the game. What have you done for me lately? Janet Jackson once said that, well, it now pertains to NBA coaches as well. Let's move on to baseball. Where, remember when the Tampa Bay Rays started 13-0 and a lot of people were saying, well, they beat it up on the worst teams in the American League. They did. They absolutely did. But they've played 19 games since that 13-0 start, and they are 13-6. So they are currently 26-6. The last team to win at least 26 of their first 32 games was the 84 Tigers, they were 27-5, and five, so they were one game better than Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Rays are only the seventh team in baseball history to start a season 26-6 and six or better, and just the second one since 1939. So modern-day baseball, we've only seen it twice, and that's the Tigers of 84 and this Tampa Bay Rays team. Five of those teams ended up winning 100-plus games, and four of them won the World Series, and another one lost in the World Series. So... While you're not going to get great World Series odds on the Tampa Bay Rays right now because they are absolutely dominating baseball, might not be you know might not be a bad idea to at least get a World Series bet in there. Why not? I mean, this is this is some serious serious dominance that they're putting out there right now. Yeah, they went 13 and 0, 
and now 13 and 6 in 19 games. So literally playing 667 ball since they were playing 100 ball in the first 13 games of the season. Crazy. And I hate to tell you this, but Shohei Otani is at it again. Now he did give up a few runs in his last start, and he only pitched five innings against the St. Louis Cardinals two days ago. However, in those five innings, he struck out 13 guys. <laughs> you know there's three outs in an inning, right? He pitched five innings, right? How many total outs do you get if you pitch five innings as a pitcher? 15. 13 of those were strikeouts. That's only happened four times since 1901, and all of them have been within the last 13 years. Zach Granke did it in 2012. Alex Cobb did it in 2010. And Jacob deGrom did it last year. Now, Otani did it. Shocker. We can add another thing to the Shohei Otani list. And yet, nobody's going to care in Anaheim. Well, I'm sure they care, but he's as good as gone. He's not coming back. He's gone after this season, if not at the trade deadline, because they know they're not going to be able to get anything for him. So a little shorter today on the Sports Daily, and that's because I wanted to get to a few other stories. However, as I'm sitting here recording this, my internet went out. So I can't pull up anything. Oh, wait, I can't on my phone if I just go to 5G. My bad. Hang on a second. There was something I wanted to get to. Well, of course, NHL playoffs. Two games last night, one road team won. The Florida Panthers. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is a team that barely squeaked into the playoffs. They finished 43 points behind the greatest regular season team in NHL history, the Boston Bruins. Beat them in a game seven on the road in Boston. Had to come back two days later, go on the road again to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they've won game one and game two in Toronto. They are now up 2-0 in that series heading home to Florida. If they take care of business at home, they will be in the Eastern Conference Finals for hockey, something that I'm guessing zero people predicted. The other game last night, thank God, Dallas Stars took care of business. They beat the Seattle Kraken 4-2. Jumped out to a, uh, they jumped out 2 nothing. Kraken cut it to 2-1. Dallas got it to 3-1, then 4-1. Kraken got a, four, a goal in the third period with about, oh, I don't know, seven or eight minutes left. So, okay, two goal games, seven or eight minutes left. If they would have scored and cut it to one goal, then you get a little bit more nervous. But uh, they had some chances. I just think uh, the Stars did what they needed to do. Finally, the Seattle Kraken lose a road game. They were 4-0 on the road in the playoffs so far. So they head back to Seattle, series tied at one. The Dallas Stars were better on the road than they were at home this year, and the Seattle Kraken were a worse road team than they were on the road. So, again, of course you want to win every game you play, but worst-case scenario, Dallas needs to come back home for Game 5. Worst-case scenario, tied at 2. And clearly I think they can do it. I'm rooting for them to do it. And... Obviously, time will tell 
<laughs> if it's going to happen. They played way better last night than they did two nights ago. And it's probably a desperation thing. Now, you could say Toronto was in the same spot. Why didn't they win? Good question. Toronto was in desperation mode. Lost game one at home on their home ice. So you're like, damn, got to win game two. We can't possibly lose two home games to start a series. And they did. But now they have to go on the road and basically win two. And will they? Your guess is as good as mine. But I like where the the Stars are right now. They needed that game last night. They played better. And here we are heading into the weekend. Game three is, when is it? Oh, it's not until Sunday. So they've got two days off. Sunday, Tuesday in Seattle. So it's good. Got some rest. So only, um, oh, so the hockey playoffs are only one game tonight, one game tomorrow, and then three on Sunday. Interesting. Okay, I, I I see how they're I, I see how they're setting this up, but NBA tonight I think it's the same. I think we got what two games tonight in the NBA. You've got the Boston, um, yeah, two Celtics at 76ers. That series tied at one. Nuggets at the Suns. Clearly, the Suns have to win both games at home. If they fall behind three one to the Nuggets, I doubt they come back and win three in a row. It's happened before. People have done it, but very, very few times has it happened. I want to say less than 20 in the history of the NBA. And Celtics 76ers, another case where road team won the first game, home team second game, blowout city, just like Golden State last night. But just like I don't put too much stock into how much Golden State won by, you shouldn't for the Celtics 76ers game too. Because then if you're just like, well, Oh my gosh, they beat them by 27. Certainly they're going to win the next game. The Lakers could beat the Warriors by 20 in game three. That's a 47-point turnaround. It's just once the game gets out of hand, final score doesn't really matter. And the fact that the fact is the Lakers didn't play anybody in the fourth quarter. Sat all their starters. So it didn't matter what the final was. They weren't trying after the third quarter ended anyway. So great, great sports weekend. I hope you enjoy it. I know I will. So We'll be back here on Monday talking about all of this and what went down over the weekend. So thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. Pass it along to your friends. Let them know about it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you!